Welcome back to COVID-19 on Toast with your hosts, Jacqueline and Nabila. This episode will be taking a deep dive on the millennial quarter-life crisis with co-host Jacqueline. I'd like to say thank you for joining us, but we're here every day. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Sibylla. Um, so for our audience, can you tell us what your work is? Yeah, sure. Look, I mean, outside of this podcast, I do I do quite a bit and I always, sometimes I struggle answering this question because I do quite a bit. I guess in, in summary, I'm an author, speaker and consultant, basically helping millennials better understand themselves and in turn helping businesses better understand the millennial workplace. I feel like we are a very misunderstood generation, both misunderstanding ourselves or not understanding ourselves and, and people in the world not understanding who we are. So my work revolves around my passion of just creating awareness and conversation and dialogue and breaking down, you know, bias, prejudice, stigma around us as millennials, just wanting to kind of help create a much more harmonious mm. world. To be honest, that's that that's kind of it's really what my work. Yeah. Is. So in terms of because your second book centers around the quarter life crisis, maybe do you want to explain a little bit around what that is? Yeah, I can. I published Smashed Avocado and the Quarter Life Crisis: A Millennial Survival Guide. Twenty. What are we now? Twenty last year. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Twenty nine. Twenty nineteen. <laughs> um, and I guess that was. That was fueled again by the, the the kind of the realization of how many of our generation are actually struggling, and having had my own experiences personally with you know the what are like atypical millennial challenges in this day and age. I, I, I wanted to write this book to help inform our generation of some of the the key traits and qualities of what makes us uniquely us but to also call out some of the like the big issues that we're facing in the world because we are a generation who are experiencing and like every generation some really kind of unique challenges specific to our generation so the, the quarter life crisis there is actually a definition for it and and it's, and it's defined as a crisis that may be experienced in one's 20s involving anxiety over the mm. direction and quality of one's life that's the dictionary so when i look at my own personal journey and, and i look at it and with a lot of the work that i do with millennial clients there there is a point in our lives where we are hitting our mid to late 20s and we're having a oh my god moment of 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 doom and gloom and it's and whatever kind of that manifests itself in, it, it, it's a real period of time where we come to the crux of like questioning everything that we're doing and or not just questioning, but it's the whole transition of coming up to this point where we're like, what the actual mm. fuck <laughs> am I doing? Like, what, what is this? What is this all mm. about? You know, it can manifest itself in mental health issues, you know, burnouts, just general disengagement from life, you know, those internal conflicts and dialogues we have with ourselves around what we want to be doing versus what we quote unquote should be doing because a lot of a lot of the problem that that we see out there is you know, society and you know, our parents and our grandparents for, for, for whatever reason and and, and from obviously from a from a generational point of view grew up experiencing the world very very mm. differently and and their views of the world have been formed by their own formative environment in which they've grown up in and uh, there is a lot of expectation of, of where older generations and society try to impose or have the same expectations of what they've experienced in life onto younger generations as well and and kind of forget that 
we are we are a very different generation because we've grown up in very 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 different mm. times so i still feel like you know there is this mold that we try to fit ourselves into which goes against the grain of who we are and of what it is that we want mm. to be doing and i think this is kind of where this quarter life crisis hits where we we start to reassess the meaning in our life and what it is that we that we want to be doing and kind of come to you know it is, it is a process of, of working through this realization but coming to acceptance with who we are as as people and going well, you know what i'm not my parents and i'm not my grandparents and i'm not my you know baby brother i i am uniquely millennial and that means that my beliefs and my values and, and how i feel are influenced by the times that i've grown up in and just because i don't want to have you know children and and get married or or have a house in the suburbs that's mm. absolutely okay and and i think that there is this conflict that we face every single day around what we should be doing or this fear mm. of missing out versus what it is that we actually want mm. to be doing um you know what 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 is because our why and what we do in life is so unique to all of us that i think we forget that and we kind of you know as part of bumbling through life we, we try we do try to find that through the external is it through my job is it through the amount of money is it through my friends is it through titles achievements etc etc but fundamentally having to move through this quarter life crisis means a kind of a reassessment of of who we are as people and tapping back into the authentic self of, of who we are as not just individuals but as a millennial uh, mm. culture i guess in 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 that that sense so yeah, yeah that that's that's very interesting yeah i i feel like covid-19 and and things that we're seeing change in the world and even stuff that that we've discussed on mm. our podcast episodes everything seems to be so relevant to almost like the millennial dystopian novel like yeah. how could we crumble <laughs> and and it, it feels like everything's almost coming true in that sense and so in terms of mm. COVID-19, the pandemic, the changes that we're seeing globally and movements, etc., how do you think that these are affecting millennials as a whole and, and maybe will they have more of a severe impact in terms of that quarter-life crisis? Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting question and, you know, I, I, don't, I don't have the answer but it, it's, it's very interesting observing and also like reading reading what's being written out there, you know, having conversations with people. Um, I think very, being very blessed to have been part of this podcast, you, you kind of get to understand, you know, what, what, what does matter and where, where the greatest impacts um, are. I think there, I, I think obviously as a, as a whole, it's the uncertainty of not knowing what is to come. And I think ordinarily in, in, in a, in a, in a quote unquote normal world, we, we would have had, we would have had a little bit more certainty, notwithstanding that there, there is some uncertainty within that, for example, you know, job job insecurity is something that, mm. that, that affects us. You know, we don't, that, that's always, that's probably always going to be there. You know, so moving into this time now where you've got a lot of, a lot of people have been furloughed or they've been made redundant, um, what have you, just kind of elevates that uncertainty yeah. aspect. So, you know, there are other, you know, finances, you know, the financial struggle has, has been tough mm. for millennials already. It, it's one of the, the, the biggest challenges that we face is, is finances in this world from yes. our, our accumulated study debt to the cost of living, to jobs not paying, to inability to, to, to save, you know, for, for house deposits from, from the price of food, you know, the rent, you know, there there's a whole 
bunch of stuff that impacts us financially and we are quite I wouldn't say hard done by but we, we we are impacted so you know you fast forward and put us in a situation now where the the, the global economy is, is mm-hmm. basically shit itself and you, you you know it's it's there, there is no jobs you know it, it's it's very 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 difficult so I think I think you know and, and reflecting on this before you know chatting to you today um it, it is about in a period of uncertainty, it, it's still this, we're still trying to work out our why. So ordinarily, we'd be still kind of at this at this period, you know, in our late 20s, early 30s, trying to find out our why. And it's like, okay, so we're doing that in, in, in quote, unquote, normal life. And now we have COVID-19, it's mm. kind of stripped us of that. And, and we're still trying to find our why. But our why now is now, like, yeah. compounded within COVID-19. So it's, so, so it, it creates this just amplified environment where, our, our uncertainty isn't just about what we're what we're doing from a from a day to day. Like you know, will I be will I have a job in X amount of months time? Am I ever going to buy that? You know, is the is the board are the borders mm-hmm. going to open again? And will I ever get a chance to travel? It's like it's the uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or who am I? Because because we've been forced into this period of having to strip back or or giving the opportunity of stripping back all of the layers because everything's been taken away from us so having to tap back into that so it's almost like it's a double whammy if we're already doing it and now it's like we're kind of being forced into doing it but then the flip side of that is okay so we're being forced into doing it so is it actually bringing this quarter life crisis forward for those people who, who haven't gone through it? i'm not saying that everybody does but it's up to 86 percent of millennials who yeah. go through a quarter life crisis so i i, I think there's there's you know there's two sides sides of the coin in in that i think the and with that uncertainty, it's it's kind of like mm. the shell shock factor of having what what we we see as our reality being completely yeah. pulled from us. Like it's like the blinkers are being pulled off. We the the house of cards has fallen, and this what has been mm. an illusion of our reality is 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 fallen is fallen on its face. And and so for a lot of us who have put a lot of comfort, trust, security in what we thought would keep us safe mm. and protected hasn't done hasn't done so it's kind of brought us back to a point of going well shit like what i thought was safe and secure in 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 a in a world where uncertainty was already there and it was kind of unsafe and unsecure it is now as you know that little bit that i did have has been taken away from me so it's a huge mm. it's a huge impact and i think the the, the flow-on effects to that are and what i see as the biggest yeah. thing is, is to our mental health that that for me is is the biggest thing. I mean, I, and I know this this whole period of time has impacted mental mm-hmm. health across generations. But I think for millennials who already suffer from high mental health issues, this is just compounded. Yeah. It's the anxiety, it's the uncertainty, it's the depression, mm. it's, it's the loneliness, it's the absence of social connection. It's it's, it's everything is is like on steroids yeah. at the moment. So I think. For, for me, reflecting, and I even look at my own my own situation and my own experiences, it's, mm. it's been really bloody hard, you know, to, to try to keep on keeping on and and looking at looking ahead in, in such a time where there is so much uncertainty. So I think one of the biggest challenges we face is 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 a mental health point of view. You know, I was only speaking to to a colleague who's based in Australia last week, and this is not a millennial statistic, but it's but it's in general where. She's a psychologist, and and she said that the that the suicide rate is predicted wow. to go up by fifty percent in in Australia, yeah. which is phenomenal. Yeah. And that's just Oz, you, you know. You know. So you think about about the the, the wider world of, of what what 
mm. how this is impacting us. And you think, you know, we, we are a generation who, who, who struggle yeah. at the best of times, let alone have this. And, and so I think with that, it, it is, and I guess the, the other big challenge I see is kind of trying to integrate back into this new this new normal or whatever this new world mm, is, is, is going mm. to look like so so I so I guess for me you know that, that's kind of what I see is the biggest impacts mm. for, for millennials you know is trying to, to to navigate through that what is already kind of like a, a bit of a difficult period of time in their lives but these these for me I think would be the, mm. the key call out points but you know with with that said there, there, there is opportunity in that and you know I know you and I both you know so we try to look at like the flip side and look at the silver lining and everything but I think you know for us as as millennials what I feel like that this 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 time is is actually giving us is an opportunity to really create the future that we want or when you look at the demographics of of millennials across the world we are we are moving into being the, the the biggest demographic across the world you know we look at like workplaces as a whole you know by 2025 we're going to make up 75 percent of the global workforce which is a huge mm. number of people so when you kind of look at what what it's what this opportunity is giving us it's mm. almost like a clean slate to create the future we want and, and we all individually and collectively have a lot of power in doing that so i think notwithstanding the challenges for us it, it is an opportunity where we as millennials can tap back in and go okay like let's clean the slate like i've had my time reassessing my life and what it is that i want yes there's challenges ahead uh but but what is it i actually want to be doing and what is the life that i want to be creating because it's i don't necessarily need to now form into this mold of of what i thought i should be doing because my reality has completely been like pulled from me so there's no there's no real trust left in that so given that I'm finding out that the reality that I did trust is kind of you know mm. you know bitten me what what do I want to do to, to move forward with that so I do think we have this really unique opportunity ahead to create the mm. life that we want you know in on on every level on every level whether it's you know personal professional whatever it might be we have an we have a real opportunity here to to, to do that so um you know, and, and with this period of time, you know, elevating things yes. like mental health issues, like financial issues. It's like, well, it's calling these out as like, okay, so, so here, here is the issue. Let's talk about it and let's kind of do, try to, to try to do as best we can mm -hmm. to, to minimize that. So, you know, trying to look at, you know, the, the opportunity as part of these, these challenges that, that, that we face. And I think, you know, going back to the, my, my book is, is that's, you know, part of that purpose It's like, yes, we're all living in this world where we're going through the same stuff. There's always going to be these challenges. Some things are out of our control. Some things aren't. So it's it's a matter of like being aware of what they are and then empowering yourself to do something about it and do what you can, you know, control what you can and kind of try yes. to let the rest go. Yeah, yeah. I, there's there's so much in, in what you've just said and quite enlightening, I think, for myself and a little bit horrifying in, in some senses, mm. especially around you know, mental health, especially e even if we're looking yeah. at Australia and, and potentially the statistics overall, not just millennials, as you were saying, for suicide rates to go up by 50%, yeah. I think is is quite shocking. And when you think yeah. about, for example, here in the UK with, with the NHS already being so under pressure and underfunded uh, in terms yeah. of mental health, because I know already we had such really lengthy waiting lists for, for access to mental health in, in the mm. public sector. So 
if we throw in financial discord with that, then then how do we mm. move forward? And I think you're right. It we have to look at um, how can we create something new and good. And um, I think you and I both are kind of eternal optimists in that yeah. sense. Like I think it's what can come out of out of the pandemic mm. is all right how can we innovate this in in a completely new way and there will be so many new and amazing ideas that that come out of this and from millennials too so yeah yeah i'm i'm looking forward to to seeing those kinds of those kinds of innovations uh so in terms of maybe how you're viewing what can be possible for for millennials or or even the wider generations moving forward what's potential positive shifts um might be coming about as a result of the pandemics do you feel that's a really interesting question i think i think certainly what you've touched on is this this innovative period where we get the opportunity to look at how to do things better that weren't working Mm. i think I think that's at a start and I think that that's something that we can take and apply to every area of our life because we have been given a, a, an opportunity to think deeply about our lives as they are, you know, what, what has been working, what hasn't been working and to, and, and to be truthful and honest with ourselves. And I think that is probably one of the greatest gifts and opportunities that, that we will have. It's this forced into a, a an opportunity to really reassess what, what we want to be doing so so i think from from that and, and and this potential and possibility to really look at doing things that we love and, mm. and want to be doing as opposed to feeling the need to do things that that we necessarily don't want yeah. to be doing and i and i, and I understand and, and absolutely respect that there are some things that we will make that difficult to do you know finances as I said earlier you know without money to pursue pertinent things it makes things difficult I think I think our 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 workplaces for example I I, I see as a a really big opportunity to kind of make or should I say our work-life integration a little bit more Mm. positive I think because of the just the 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 style of working that obviously COVID has has shifted the world forward in showing us that remote working is absolutely possible which is something that millennials value is the the right flexibility and not but it's the flexibility of being able to work different hours or or being able to work from home and not necessarily having to turn up these are things it's that freedom that that, these are the things that we value when it comes to the kind of work Mm. that, that we do so I think the on the other side is the, the work-life integration is is how do we find a a a career or a passion or create mm. a life where it does become more aligned with what it is mm. that we love to be doing uh, rather that rather than you know because I know a lot of millennials and, and uh, you know I was this millennial millennial too before you know operating my businesses is around we've all got side hobbies and and gigs on the side that we do outside of like the yeah. normal nine to five so. I'm not necessarily saying that the, the normal nine to five doesn't, you know, um, mean a lot for, for millennials, but I think from a, from a job point of view, 
and what it is that we do on a day-to-day brings us so much purpose and meaning and it's what fulfills us so I think we've got this opportunity to work out what what does that look like and Mm. what is that going to be and then to do Mm. something about it you know to find to find those opportunities that that exist in moving forward Mm. to to create a much more fulfilling life for us yeah but I think but I just I just feel like the, the whole Yes, there are there are limitations. There will be restrictions, and and and, and who knows how long COVID is mm. going to play out for? We there are going to be, it's going to be a slow and steady. I think for for the next for the rest of the year, certainly maybe next year. So we don't know what the mm. future is look like. But I think if we come at it as an angle of going, well, let's kind of look at the opportunity and what is this? What is what is this actually giving me? I, mean, I was reading an article this morning on housing mm. in Australia and. That, that the the RBA is, is predicted that there's going to be um, you know millions of millennials return home to their parents, but but what mm. it's actually offering what it's offering millennials the opportunity is okay. So millennials can actually possibly move yeah. out to the country now and buy a house and buy buy a house that's going to accommodate their 1.8 children and but yeah. being able to work from home. So it's giving so it's this op- it, it's really shown us what we what you know it's kind of mm. those limitations so it, it, again coming back to that reassessing so I just thought that was mm. really positive going well no you know I don't need to live like in some suburb that I don't want to because it's the only only yeah. place that I can afford but I can actually go out into the mm. country somewhere I love because I don't have to do the commute anymore mm. to work on a day-to-day because because you know yeah. working is the in thing so so yes yeah, so I guess those are kind of sort of the, the things I can um, see coming I guess in, in the immediate um mm. yeah mm. yeah I'm definitely feel like that hopefully is is a really positive point that if we do globally move more towards remote working that perhaps I mean even in my own circle of friends there are people who live outside of London spend like five thousand pounds just on transport every year and now Mm -hmm. going through the pandemic and lockdown they're like well is that really necessary? I, I'd rather take a pay yeah, cut, yeah. work from home, and and live life a little bit more in the way that I want to. So I think that, yeah, I think that is nice. On that, it's like it's even like you know the whole concept mm. of digital nomad, right? I mean, I, I look at myself and I go, well, I'm basically a digital nomad. I work anywhere in the world, and I can I can because I'm very very blessed to do that. But you think that that opportunity in itself? I mean, no, obviously travel's very much restricted, but in future, it gives people the opportunity to you know, do what they love, you know, it's a huge mm. thing for millennials. So, so you know, that opportunity to work and travel yeah. at the same time, you've got, you know, the current leadership and politics mm. around the world, um, you know, current leadership is clearly mm. not working. So what are we going to do? What are we going to do about this opportunity to do do something, create, you know, a collective voice and yes. moving forward? So, yeah, so I just wanted to just wanted to add Yeah, that yeah, well. definitely. Is there anything that you would like to leave as as a piece of advice for for our audience? Yes, um, there's a lot I could say, but I will try. <laughs> I'll try to keep it in bite size chunks. I probably the, the first thing is what I said earlier is is control mm. what you can. You know, we are in very uncertain times, and there's a lot outside of our control. But there are things that we can do on a day to day that we can control. And I think if even if it's you know, as simple as, you know, your exercise routine, you know, your diet, your health, what, whatever it might be that you can control, do what you can to control that. Because I think having some kind of control takes away the catastrophic feel when, when everything else is out of control. I think the second thing, and, and I often tell myself this, is step out mm. of overwhelm. 
and I just like this is a this is a mantra of mine because it's so easy to get caught up in worry, in anxiety, in oh my god, what am I going to do? Or I've got a million things to do, or what have you? Or reading the news, it's so easy to get overwhelmed. So just take a moment to step out mm. of overwhelm. I, th- I think that another thing is 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 it's not personal. Like this yeah. is not personal, and and it's it's a reflection of. Oh, it's a reflection of a lot, but it, it's not a personal thing. This is a, a global thing. So just to remember that this isn't about you uh, as an individual. This is about a much, much, much more global mm. thing. So so with that is is to truly be kind on yourself. And I know as part of this, the conversations we have with many, many people of, of late is it is, it is again, another mantra is be yes. kind on yourself. And I know that is so much easier said than done and sometimes Mm. I struggle with it but it is fundamentally such an important thing I can't stress it enough is you have to Mm. be kind on yourself you you cannot have the same expectations Mm. that you would ordinarily apply in your day-to-day life Mm. on whatever level to now you just cannot otherwise you will go absolutely insane it's it's not feasible to do what we would be doing on a day-to-day in our quote-unquote normal life so kind of take those unrelenting expectations and pressures and demands we place off ourselves and just put them to the side and go, you know what, I'm taking a break because I have to be mm. kind on myself. And, and there's no point trying to to, to, to do it mm. any other way. So, yeah, so I think that's what I would leave yeah. our listeners yeah. with. No, um, thank you. There's, there's a lot of beautiful sentiments in there. So thank you very much for sharing. I'm I can certainly resonate and I'm, and I'm sure Pleasure. that others will too. So thank you very much for sharing. Thank you for the conversation. Thank you. So that is all from us here today at COVID-19 on Toast. Jacqueline and myself speak soon. Bye.